Welcome to the Wiggle Me Camp Podcast with Faye. This is where I let you into my thoughts and tips for being a better version of yourself. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hey guys, how are you feeling? I'm chill. And this past week has been a whole lot. Ah, I don't know where to start from. Let me start by saying that Nigerian have a lot of time on your hands like it's not even a joke like it baffles me anyways you give your time to what you enjoy but this past week on clubhouse i don't know where to start from is it from the couple that decided that they felt like they were going to get a therapy session on clubhouse or i don't know what they were thinking or the thought clubhouse was a vent for their rubbish i don't know why i really have no clue what these guys were thinking to come and air their laundry in dirty laundry in public i don't know what they were thinking about that or the whole lgbtq annoyance with uh the reactions from nigerians concerning the former uh president's advisor's son who came out as gay I'm not going to talk about that much because I believe that homosexuality is a very sensitive issue. What I'm going to say is I I hear a lot of Nigerians or a lot of a lot of Nigerian Christians to be specific always say, "Oh, it's demonic. It's from the pit of hell." Just like that guy's father described, he said it was a spiritual issue. Did you know that the sin of homosexuality is just the same as the sin of fornication? It's just the same as you sleeping with someone before you're married or her. Why did I say that? This is me trying to not be as vulgar because it's not a an explicit podcast, right? It's the same thing as being drunk. It's the same thing as uh, an orgy. It's 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 very funny because the scripture that talks of the fruits of the flesh includes all of these things. Fits of rage, you guys, you guys, you're mad, you're cursing at someone, you're beating people up, you're keeping malice, you're doing all of that. Those are all demonic. And I've noticed something that in Christianity where it's very easy to point the finger at someone else. It's so easy because you, you think, oh, I don't struggle with that, I'm better than the other person. I don't know where this idea came from, but it is an idea that is rooted in Christians, or, or I, w- I don't know if I should say generically, I would say Nigerian Christians that I have come across. Something happened last week. So I had someone come talk to me about how she was looking for uh, a roommate because her previous roommates moved out, so she was alone. And I'm like, oh, I know this girl from church. Uh, she's looking for a place, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, eh. And you know where you get that, eh, <laughs> you know that. It's not like she's exactly comfy with it. And I'm like, hmm. I sort of understand because when you have someone in church living with you, there's like more pressure to live a certain lifestyle because they might start telling on you or start judging you and all of that. And I know, we'll talk about Christianity and the cancel culture sometime later, um, possibly another episode. But the whole idea where... I'm, you're doing this and what you're doing is wrong is something that is embedded in Christianity and I think that we should just look at Christians on the, like, on the surface as people that we see on the streets that are just normal people people who have flaws people who tell lies sometimes they shouldn't be but they do sometimes people who uh, 
like to party, people who like to get drunk. They like these things, but they shouldn't be doing it. And yes, they struggle sometimes. And sometimes you need to embrace it because even Paul said the things that I like to do, I don't find myself doing them. So I think that we need to watch it. When you're pointing the finger at homosexuality, just know that you're pointing a finger at yourself and just the same measure that you're judging people, you will be judged. So take note because I see a lot of that talking about how demonic it is and it really just throws me aback. Just just throws me away. Anyways, you guys, I got a lot of feedback from the last episode and I'm so happy that you guys liked it. I I liked it and I got some feedback and so that's why we're gonna like sort of continue on this episode this episode is not really structured it's just going to be me telling one or two stories about how i have had to deal with conflict in the last few years so anyone who knew me within the years i would say 2010 to 2015 ish you will know that if everyone knows how to block see that block button made on these apps was made for me If you piss me off or even give me a vibe that I don't like, you're going. You're going because I bought that phone. I bought it. And I bought the phone because I wanted to talk to people. And if you act wrong, I will decide I don't want to talk to you and I'm going to block you. And you're not going to do nothing. Absolutely nothing about it. Yeah. So, I'll give you a story that happened several years ago. So, my my previous best friend i i know before you start judging me i'm none of those people that kiss best friends for eternity nope i've had best friends and we're falling out for different reasons because possibly both of us grew up grew out on each other and we just didn't have the same values but this particular best friendship was with a guy and before someone to come and tell me <laughs> it was romantic there was nothing romantic about it because he was just not my type and we just didn't move in that way so he had a girlfriend and his girlfriend had a big insecurity uh, with me as a person. She felt like I was a distraction. She felt like I was taking off from her time that she would possibly be having with her boyfriend. She thought I was a threat. And the funny thing is, I look at this girl and I'm like, aha. Those years, I was most definitely insecure about how I looked. And I'm like, you, that you're kids like this, like all these boys are like gushing over you. You're sitting down there thinking that I'm insecure, but then I'm not going to give it so much thought. But then it became like a topic of our conversation. Like every time I'm talking with my best friend, it's about, oh, my girlfriend said this about you. My girlfriend did that about you. This and that, this and that. And I grew up feeling like you don't always have to say what's on your mind because saying what's on your mind is just going to mean that you're weak and you cannot handle this whole thing. So... I didn't say anything. I was just like, oh, oh, really? Okay, that's fine. And then one day it really got to me because I was really sad that I didn't even have my friend anymore. So this friend had gone. I was the bad guy for doing absolutely nothing other than texting him all the time and checking up on him and being the person he could talk to. Like, I get that the girlfriend wants to be the guardian angel <laughs> sorry if it sounds mean but like, you'll be fine but the girlfriend wants to be all that she can be but you cannot we've been long we've been friends for a longer time than you so you're gonna have to get used to it. you're gonna have to 
learn about him because people have pages and they have to like you have to keep learning them and i already knew more than she did so she was just insecure about the whole thing well one morning i woke up and i decided that i favor ashaka first child of mr felix ashaka was going to block him <laughs> block him from all platforms because i was too hurt that he wouldn't even pick my friendship like he wouldn't even make a case for me he would actually toss me aside in a way and be with this girl yes he liked her but then that that's how i was feeling at that time and i was like you know what i'm just going to block you completely I, like i wasn't even willing to hear what he had to say because i felt like oh you've possibly said everything you had to say so just get out of the way and i must say that i regret that decision or maybe i shouldn't say i regret it because if i didn't do it i possibly wouldn't have learned from it but now we don't have that dynamic because there are certain things that you do to people that things will just never be the same again is it's very easy when people say it's very easy to do the wrong thing and things will really not go back the same again that's what i'm trying to say i'm trying to say that sometimes you need to watch it when people say you can't take words back you really cannot take words back and sometimes you also cannot take actions back because you might be sorry for all you want and all you care but if the person is not willing to go back into that space with you you cannot force them no matter how much you want it no matter how much you crave it they have a choice to walk out of the door and you will do absolutely nothing about it so now we're not friends and sometimes i feel bad because he was a great person he is a great person let me not talk about him in past tense because he's still alive and doing well now i've learned that if you're doing something that is hurting me i will speak up I'm, I'm i'm typically a proud person in a way when i say proud i don't mean i see myself better than others i just see myself i just see expressing my emotions as me being weak and me carry. i don't know if it's more my upbringing or something like that where we just have to you just have to save face you just have to you're flogging you just keep acting like it's all right even when it's not I don't know where where I learned it or anything but now I've learned that it's okay to cry if it's not working it's not working if I'm sad that you're not giving me attention I will tell you that you are not giving me attention in this friendship and and me opening my mouth to say that it's not me being needy it's the fact that it is how normal relationships work and you're not giving me attention if I feel like I don't find some level of I would say acceptance from you if I feel that you are not accepting pretty much acceptance that's the word if I feel like I'm not getting the acceptance from you I would walk up to you and tell you that you're not accepting me for who I am you really want me to change that's what I perceive you're trying to do If that's not what you're trying to do, you explain it. I've come to understand that I really cannot see everything from I can't see the whole picture from my lens. I need somebody else's view because there's several other stances that exist. And so now, something recently happened where uh someone said something that was very annoying to me. Oh, holy, it was so annoying. Uh she said I cleaned somewhere and then she said, "Oh, it wasn't clean." And she actually had the nerves to say it in my face and I'm like, "Ha." Ah. Okay, so let me chill. But what really got me infuriated was the fact that I said I didn't want to talk about it because I was mad and she was like, "Oh no, you're going to talk about it now." And I'm like, "Sis, I said I will not speak about it. Do not make me speak about this because you can't you can't make if you make me do something that I'm not proud of, it will not be good for both of us. So let's take the right route." 
and I and she walked out and I was fine with her walking away because I I would rather you walk out on me than we start arguing because from arguing somebody could get out of character and you don't nobody wants that we don't want that we don't want the cops on us we don't want <laughs> we want to keep this friendship safe and sane right but then it was just a step okay so when you're ready to talk come give me a hug and after that tempers were down everyone was fine we could talk about oh i do she and then she was airing out to me how she has issues communicating sometimes it's all in her head she really can't explain what's going on and i'm like i get that that can be hard but i want you to understand that when you say things i'm listening to what you're saying and i cannot understand what's in your head and what you're saying is annoying and if i ever say that i want some time to breathe if i say i don't want to talk about this don't make it seem unnecessary because it's necessary if we don't want to go to jail literally and we ended up in hugs and it was a happy ever after i can say that this is my friend i know that she knows that this line should not be crossed i know that she has issues explaining herself and when she says things going forward i have to double check is this what you mean because this is what i'm hearing you are saying this this is what i'm hearing do you want us to back like do you want to back it up a bit and uh that that's pretty much it. I would also say that uh handling conflicts too with parents. That's one funny thing that I would want to touch on because in the past I'm one of those kids. See, I have never I have mind if I if I if I'm mad, I'm going to do what I want to do. I I as a kid, not not like kid kid like you know we all as kids we all decided that we're going to pack our load and get out of at parents house at some point but as an adult i actually my dad got me so mad and i took my stuff and i left the house for a long time and i didn't come back and you know how african parents can be very proud not trying to communicate with you you'll go through the backyard talk to your mom okay let your mom come talk to you this and that and this and that and that's pretty much what it was nobody airing out their opinions I don't think that those conflicts ever got solved. It was just a situation of oh, let's just forget about it. Like let's agree to disagree. You're my father. Let's rest. We will be all right eventually in the end. Over time, I've come to also understand that conflicts with parents are very dicey because you don't always get to be the person to air out your opinions initially. So sometimes you're going to have to learn the art of waiting. You're going to learn the art of coming down by yourself. And just letting them vent all they want, and then after that, then you speak. And it's not exactly easy if you have my kind of personality, where logically the way I think of it is: ah, both of us are angry. We're all pissed at this at as at a situation. Why do I have to be the person who has to chill for you? Like, why do I have to be the person to go down? Like, why can't we both? But sweetie, don't waste your time, man. It's not gonna work. The adults are the winners, so you're gonna have to find a way around it. Personally, the way I have found around this is if I'm annoyed by an adult, I always like to speak to another adult because it looks like they're they're seeing something or they're reacting to something that I cannot see. Things like fear, things like sadness, they don't express it with being introverted. Like if I'm afraid, I'm just going to like keep quiet and possibly write in my book and say I'm afraid. If they are afraid, if my parents are afraid about something I'm doing, it's going to be yelling and shouting and and yes, there's no way I can possibly get that message. But there are other adults 
who seem to understand the position of a, of our parents not even just adults even some friends i feel like for me i have one particular friend i call him an old soul he understands adults so well and so when i'm very mad that's my go-to to vent i'm just going yada, 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 yada. i'm talking for like i would say 10 minutes i'm just i just keep talking and talking and talking and talking because i need an outlet myself but then i didn't get the chance to voice out my opinions with my parents or my dad in specific and then he would listen let me see his side by explaining it to me and sometimes even take the initiative to reply my messages so sometimes like i because i trust that this person understands uh how parents think i can give my phone and be like you know what i don't know what to respond but i really want this fixed so please can you help me and and at that point i'm learning so as i see you replying the messages to my folks like seeing you uh see what you're saying and giving your advice i'm taking a cue so for next time i know exactly what to do or what to say and i'm not saying that by myself i i get it right all the time but i'm saying that sometimes having another opinion another eye looking at situation gives you perspective gives you an idea on how to handle this that's what works for me it's been working for me i i know that a lot of people don't have those kind of friends i i honestly pray that you have friends like that i'm hoping that you have people in your life that make this life worth living and you can just relate on those kind of levels okay so this is not working out that is working out i'm not feeling it exactly and he can give you some advice on how to handle discomfort because one thing is you need to listen you need to be in a frame of mind to listen. You need to be aware that your perspective is not the only perspective. You always, as I said in the last episode, when there's a conflict, both people are annoyed. Both people are triggered. So it's not just about you ranting and ranting and ranting. You have to be able to know what you're expecting. You all, you have to know what would the other person do to make me happy. It's like the last conflict I had with my dad it was so funny because African parents have you have a problem with the word sorry, and uh, I said, "I want you to tell." Like after he went over everything with me, his annoyance, I his annoyance with me, and I was able to vent to him in a calm, respectful way. Eventually, all I wanted, and I came to terms with that, I just wanted an apology. I just wanted to say, "I'm sorry." For me, I'm sorry would do a lot of things. Except you have been saying I'm sorry for a hundred times and you've not changed. That's when I'm going to jackpot. But with family, you can't jackpot. You're going to be there. And uh, he said he was sorry. And at that point, everything was solved. And so he had communicated his grievances, what was pissing him off. And I did the same. And I and and for him he didn't even want anything. He just wanted me to take a certain line of action. And and honestly, that action made a whole lot of sense. I just didn't possibly see it like that. And he apologized and we're fine. So I think eventually both parties have to listen, but you have to come to the terms where you can listen. So because the conflict is happening now does not mean you have to fix it now. You have to wait. A lot of times you gotta wait. Wait till your tempers are down. And then you're in a frame of mind to listen, frame of mind to speak, frame of mind to talk about what exactly is going on. And then you'll be fine eventually. And I would say that's for me today. This is the longest episode I've had. It's been weird just talking for a whole 30 minutes. 
I give myself the props because mm, I did a good job. Anyways, if you have any questions, you have any comments or anything of whatsoever, please don't forget to send me a message on Instagram at the WGMA podcast. Please share with your friends. Please like, please rate. Because when you rate the episodes, then other people get to see it. Because the more ratings, the more it bumps it up. So please rate. I love you guys so much. And I hope that some way, somehow, this gives you some level of perspective into the situation. And you do life big. From now, this is me signing out saying, have an amazing week. Drink your water. Mind your business. And just be happy. Always have your peace of mind. It's very key. You take care. God bless. Bye.